Welcome to ACC Nation. That's Will Ogenen. I'm Jim Quist. And if the folks that type the subtitles for our YouTube portion uh, are listening, I want you to make sure that you spell, spell Will's name correctly. It's W-I-L-L. No, I'm just kidding. It's O. <laughs> <laughs> it's O-J-A-N-E-N. Okay? No apostrophe. I'm not. It's not Irish. It's Finnish. That's right. Okay. I, I see that it's something different each week, and I know that you know it <clears throat> rotates the people that that do that. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I just wanted to throw that in there because every time I see it, it, it's just it's like, boy, that's a that's a strange way to spell his last name, and it's not right, and it's bothering me. You know, so, I always you know, <clears throat> I watch back our videos, where, but I never even noticed that. Yeah, I know. see, that's that's my background. I notice stuff. I have detail, yeah. picky. You know, yeah. fortunately, I don't drive people crazy with that. I don't think uh, just myself. Um, <clears throat> let's talk some sports, man. We, yeah, we came out of a weekend where we had the ACC football championship down in Charlotte between Wake Forest and Pitt. Good crowd for both. Um, I will just say that uh, what a game. It started out interesting. Everybody thought, okay, we're going to have an offensive shootout. Started that way. I mean, it was on a roll. Um, I, <laughs> you know, people were expanding what the what the line was going to be. It went up to like 90-some points at one point. It was like, oh, my God, you people are out of your minds. It's not going to be like that. And the next thing we know, after about uh, a quarter and a half of play, uh, the pit defensive coordinator figured out some aspect of Wake Forest's offense. And essentially, from there on out, they shut down Wake's offense, which is not an easy thing to do. It um, certainly uh, frustrated the, the the Dickens out of Sam. I mean, uh, I, I feel for the guy. He was at the end. He was just he feel it's he looked Flustered. like yeah. He, he, he just looked like I, I have no answer for this and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. I'll tell you what, dude, you played a heck of a game all year and even during this game, and it's been fun watching you and uh, certainly look forward to having you back. Kenny Pickett, coming back from what I understand. Finalist for the Heisman. Just, I mean, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see the look on your face. It was like, What? Yeah. A lot of people go to college for seven years. As I know they're true. called doctors. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Good old Tommy. Got to get a Tommy boy quote in there. Yeah, we we got a couple of uh, athletes that do that too. You know, um, it's How many like, years was Perry Ellis at Kansas? Like eight, 20, nine, 10, whatever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> We're going to say final score, 45, 21 pit with a big, uh, big win there. The D came through. There is a D in Pittsburgh. Um, and you know, to some degree, there was a D in Wake Forest as well because Wake Forest defense was doing pretty well at uh, putting the the old stymie on Kenny Pickett there for a while, um, and defense became the key factor in I think the win uh, in this game for Pitt. Um, I could get again fun game to watch. I, I loved everything about this game. Um, it, it turned out kind of the way I thought it was going to just the frustration part of the interceptions and stuff was not, but 
Well, yeah, you 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 mentioned it um, earlier when we started talking about it. Yeah, this is a good, nice attendance for this for yeah. you know two you know not tra- non traditional you know teams to in the ACC championship. I think the attendance was something like fifty five, fifty six thousand. That's really good. That's all things all. considered, you know yeah. when you when you factor in Wake is one of the smallest alumni bases and and you know out there at least in the ACC. I don't know if it's all of college football, but it's you know, Pitt, you know, that's still it's a bit of a bit of a haul from Pitt to Charlotte. Um, that's but still both teams put a lot of fans in the seats and you know, props to them for that. And during this game, um, I think it was might have been in the first quarter, second quarter, there was a point where you could have live betted the uh over under in this game is something like 95 and a half. <laughs> Uh, it was ridiculous. I had somebody on Twitter brought it to my attention and I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's insane. I'm like, it's not going to keep that pace. So you might as well go ahead and throw some money on the under. I ended up asking the guy later. I was like, Hey, did you put money on live bet the under? He's like, no. And I immediately regretted it. <laughs> like, well, uh, well, it turns out that p- putting money on the, uh, on the under to begin with was a win by six points, but phew, first half or so, first quarter first half it, it was looking like you were going to take a big l if you uh bet the under but yeah what uh what really stood out and you mentioned it is just the kind of the the change in the way Pitt's defense uh attacked the wake forest offense i mean eventually they just after the first couple of drives they just really clamped down and couldn't Wake couldn't get anything going on the ground i mean hartman just struggled to th- you know, all, you know, through the throw, um, you mentioned it, four interceptions in this game. He just looked, like I said, flustered. He looked like he just lost all of his confidence, um, of it, you know, towards the, about the, by the end of the game. And, yeah. and obviously they, uh, Pitt turned it, you know, turned those four turnovers into 21 points. And that really right there was the difference in the game. When you look at, um, you know, that's 24, 21 points and, you know, they scored 24 offensive. So that's really the big, the big difference in the game. And it's not like either one of these offenses went crazy in this gaming pit at 385 yards offense wake at 295, uh, you know, both, you know, pretty, you know, by their standards, pretty substandard efforts, but can he pick it through a couple touchdown passes through for 253 yards? You know, nice effort there. Um, Jordan Addison, eight catches, 126 yards. He was the kind of the star of, of, of the offense for Pitt. He is, you know, like I said, an absolute stud. And someone who will, I believe he's just a sophomore, I want to say. Um, he, he definitely has some uh, uh, more more time ahead of him at Pittsburgh if he wants. And I think he will be, he will probably go into next season all as uh, all ACC candidate. Um, that wide receiver they say wake they like you said they only number 295 yards offense uh only ran for 82 yards average two yards for carry um just like you said they're just eventually the you know pitch defense just put the clamps on and and then pitches blew blew away but you cannot take anything away from the season wake forest had getting the 10 wins being ranked i think as high as something like 12th i think in the in the college football playoff rankings, something that's not been done in the history of this program. And, you know, Dave Clawson was, was handsomely rewarded with a contract extension, um, w- w- you know, for his efforts. Um, 
it's a you know big great season for them and now we get now we uh get one more game of Kenny Pickett at uh, at Pitt in a game that he probably will throw for tons of yards in, and we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> one thing I want to point out here, Will, uh, you, you brought up the um, the ranking there just a second ago. Um, we always talk about the fact that that people underrate the ACC. They, they diminish the ACC from the standpoint of football. Now, I, I, can, I can certainly agree to a degree to it a little bit of that especially over the past few years you know it hasn't been the best but i think the um the progress has certainly been palpable among more than one team here and the fact that there were several teams uh four if i'm not mistaken that uh ended up in the cfp rankings uh at the end of the year speaks mm-hmm. volumes to me about how far the acc has come with um, their investments in football and mm-hmm. something that we're waiting on right now. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of swirl around UVA uh, about investing in football. And there's mm-hmm. that conversation has just gone hog wild on, on uh, social media. It's mm-hmm. fun to fun to read it. Uh, our Mike Lewis has, has been in the depths of that. Uh, Hootie, Jerry Radcliffe has been in the depths of that. Yep. Um, been seeing a lot of David Teal, Mike Barber, uh, <laughs> other folks throwing their two cents around and, and a ton of other folks too. Uh, some interesting perspectives and, in, and, you know, we're hoping we're kind of banking, which maybe we shouldn't that, uh, Carla Williams, the AD at UVA, is going to make some kind of an announcement this evening, and ideally, right in the middle of our show, so that we can share that information and uh, and get it out as quickly as possible. We'll see. see yeah, that that'd works. be that'd be nice. But um, yeah, I'm I'm pulling. I've got as while we're recording, I have tweet deck up, and um, you know, recent guest of the show, Jackie Franchuli, um, mm-hmm. posted something on the Wahoos twenty four seven site that likely the announcement will come tomorrow or Wednesday, but it's definitely heading in that direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know something, I think you had mentioned like um, Wednesday morning would be a like all likelihood. And mm-hmm. I, I can see that, but, um, you know, but he's obviously being, you know, inducted into the college football hall of fame or whatever his class of 2020 he's right. in Vegas for that. So, you know, he might be a little bit preoccupied tomorrow, but yeah, I mean, it still little. could come out. Indeed. Uh, let's talk about um, some other things that are going on. Before we get into the, the bowl assignments, let's talk a little bit about uh, something that's going on right now as we speak. It's the uh, NCAA Women's Soccer College Cup. It is number one seed FSU taking on number four seed BYU. And um, we're crossing our fingers. Uh, Florida State looks very good. And um, let's hope that they can clinch that, that college cup title tonight and uh we'll we'll have something about that tomorrow on the website so um also and then while we're talking about that on the men's side the college cup they're in the semis right now and number four notre dame is going up against number eight clemson and that'll be on the 10th at 6 p.m so that's eastern time by the way um just to let you know wherever you are uh so add or subtract as is uh appropriate so that's a a look at that um let's look at something else going on ncaa championship volleyball uh number one louisville is going to be taking on let's see um 
number 16, Florida. And number three, Pitt takes on Kansas. And then number eight, Georgia Tech will be taking on number nine, Ohio State. Those are the games that, that will be coming up in that quest for a championship. And I'll tell you what, uh, I think, uh, and I, I just skimmed over this very quickly uh, before we got on, and, and my memory is is gone, uh, after, especially after a long day. Um, but it looks to me like Louisville and Pitt are sort of uh, jammed up in the same uh, category. So they, one of those two teams is probably going to eliminate the other. So it could be a, a Louisville versus Pitt and whoever comes out of that. Um, and Georgia Tech is in the other uh, bracket, part of the bracket. So there's a potential for them to move on and maybe meet another ACC team, which again would be cool. So uh, some good sports. Fall sports has been phenomenal this year. Um, let's take a look at uh, – and all of these bowls, well, and and we'll just get a you know a couple of brief thoughts on this, um, because we can we can go forever on some of these games, um, and, and talk about how everything is, uh, how it looks. First stuff up is um, Monday, December twenty seventh, and by the way, we do have this schedule up on uh, accnation.net, so you can take a look and see when all these bowl games, who's matched up with who, and what bowl. And what time it's going to be played and what uh, cable channel or whatever you're going to be watching it on. So uh, Monday, December 27th, it's Military Bowl. ECU takes on BC. That, uh, I think, is, I think that's a decent matchup. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Boston College, the, I mean, Phil Jakovic will be a lot healthier by then. And uh, if you missed it, the, he announced recently that he is going to come back for another year for Boston College, which is huge for them because that quarterback situation was kind of uh, dire without him, as we saw this season. But him coming back for another year is going to be huge. Um, ECU, you know, their coach, Mike Cusin, was somebody that was uh, a na- whose name was bandied about with the both the Virginia job and maybe the Duke job. Uh, he looks like he is not going to be yet um, a candidate for either job. He'll be staying at ECU, and he's done a real nice job of turning around that program to a bowl. But I do like BCU or BC in this game. Um, I th- I just think that their offense will be will be the kind of the difference here. It was obviously, I think Drakovic will will be a little more healthier, get, you know, getting that time to you know recuperate. I still don't think he was quite a hundred percent at the end of the year, but you know that that opportunity to recover from the injury, um, I think, will help, and I think they'll they'll win as a result. Uh, before we go any further, because it's the holiday season, I really like the red on you. It looks good. Thank you. Thank you. It's actually one of my uh, heavier hoodies that I that I am currently wearing because as we are recording this, which is uh, uh, Monday at 716 Central Time, the current temperature here is four degrees with a wind chill of five below. Whoa, <laughs> man, you, you're going to need more than that if you go outside. Uh, mm-hmm. Up next on Tuesday, December 28th is the first responder bowl, and um, that's Air Force versus Louisville. I'd say Louisville has that game. Yeah, this is going to be a very intriguing game. Um, you know, Air Force, they run the triple option. Very nice season, won nine games. Uh, Louisville, obviously six and six, made a bowl after kind of a disappointing 2020. They also got a big boost with the news that Malik Cunningham is coming back for another year. Another good quarterback is back for the ACC. Yes. I'm, 
I think, yeah, I think the, I think it really comes down to defense in this game. Can, can Louisville stop the triple option and conversely can air Force stop Malik Honeycamp that that's really whoever, whoever stops the other more, I think is going to be your winner. Also on the 28th, it's a holiday bowl. And we missed this one because of COVID, but the, this is a new bowl. It's out in San Diego and this will feature um, NC state versus UCLA. It's an ACC versus Pac-12 setup for this bowl. This looks like it's going to be fun. NC State, I think, should should have this game, but UCLA is nobody to sleep on. Yeah, you're right. This game's being played at Petco Park, and you know, for once, there's actually a postseason game being played in that stadium. Ooh, <laughs> I just go there. Yeah, this is another intriguing matchup. I mean, we've gone through all these and all these point spreads are like a point, point and a half, couple of points here and there. Uh, the line on this one's NC State minus one. Uh, you know, big. You know, their offense you know, has done a really good job this year. So the same with the defense, given all the, despite all the injuries they've had, you know, real good job of uh, fixing up that defense um, and recovering. You know, nearly they had a shot to win the Atlantic, uh, didn't work out for them. So UCLA eight and four on the season um, had a pretty solid season. You know, Chip Kelly, their coach, we remember him from his Oregon days. Who? Um, you know, they have a they have a good quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's uh, kind of a dual threat guy. Uh, yeah, very very inter- interesting game. I'm not I'm not sure which way I lean yet. I mean, we still got a long ways to go, but say this this one looks pretty even to me. Who's healthy is, I think, going to be a real uh, key thing here, and who is uh, going to be playing as opposed to sitting out or whatever. Uh, Wednesday the 29th, there are two games, and of course, uh, this only makes sense. Both of these games are going to be on the same day, Yankees versus Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> so the first one is the Fenway Bowl, obviously in Boston, and that's Virginia versus SMU. Um, that starts at 11 o'clock in the morning, folks. So, uh, don't, don't be out late doing all kinds of, of nasty things. Well, what, what is there to do on a Tuesday night? I don't know. Anyway, well, it is holiday season, so you never know. That's right. What you need to know about the, about this game is that, uh, two of the 10 highest ranked quarterbacks in terms of passing yards per game are being played. And in this game, obviously, Brennan Armstrong at Virginia and Tanner Mordecai at SMU. He's ranked ninth in yards per game. Obviously, Brennan Armstrong, number two. This is obviously the last game for Bronco Mendenhall as he is resigning um, and leaving the team after this game. As we mentioned, uh, as of yet, it has not been made official, but we are expecting Anthony Poindexter to be named head coach at some point here within the next probably probably 48 hours of re- of uh the record this recording um so i say th- i think virginia is going to do everything they can to get uh coach mendenhall one more victory to go out on so i'm going to lean with them on this one next up on the same day as i mentioned it's the pinstripe bowl down there in new york and this is at 2 15 in the afternoon uh, Eastern time again, Virginia Tech takes on their old nemesis uh, from the ACC, Maryland. This game was played in basketball a week ago. Uh, Virginia Tech won. How about that? <laughs> and we know the who's going to win in the on the football field, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if, if any if anything's indication, Mike Loxley will probably be fired at, you know, after the game because that's what Virginia Tech suddenly does. Um, but yeah, it, you know, this is an interesting matchup. I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Um, both teams six and six, you know, go in the season. They have Maryland's quarterback is the brother of Tua Tagovailoa. Remember him from Alabama. His name is Talia. Um, talk of Iowa and had a pretty strong season, almost 3,600 yards passing for Maryland, but he's about all they had. They don't have a whole lot else. I, you know, the, the Hokies play are playing really well for JC price. I believe he'll be the, the coach for this bowl game before Brim pride takes over. I definitely lean the Hokies in this one. Uh, we'll throw this in because you're talking about the Hokies, um, the booziest NCAA football fans. Virginia Tech is tied for fifth. NC State is at eighth and Duke 11th. Congratulations, Hokies. <laughs> my, my, I saw that one too. And I, and I, I took question over because the wrong, the wrong state is number, the wrong team is number one. You think? It's, yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think the team that's number three should be number one. If I remember correctly, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I did see that. Hmm. Um, it's definitely Wisconsin. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Definitely. No doubt about it. <laughs> uh, that's an, that's an everyday life. It doesn't have to be just football. So <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, on Wednesday, the 29th. It's Clemson versus Iowa State. That's a cheese it bowl in Orlando. That's at 545. A nice, <clears throat> weird, right before you're going to have dinner type of start to a game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, this is another interesting matchup. I mean, Clemson will, you know, lost their defensive coordinator, Brent Venables. He is now the head coach at Oklahoma. Looking like Tony Elliott is a front runner for the Duke job now. So both coordinators could very well be gone. Um, yeah, they say this was the worst uh, Clemson team in quite a few years, but they still won nine games. They're going up against an Iowa State team who was a little bit, it was very disappointing this season. A lot of people thought of them as a dark horse playoff team in the beginning of the season, but they just finished seven and five. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of their seniors are going out like a lot of the, a lot of the players that made Iowa State so successful in these last years is going to be a one last hurrah for them. Um, I, I really don't know where where to lean on that one. My my, I guess it all depends on what the plan is for uh, for coordinators during the game. But this one, I'm really not really sure. I I want I want to commit to a winner on that one just yet. <laughs> that's that's gonna get that's a tough choice, frankly. It is. Uh, third, a lot of variables to that. Yes. Too many uh, right at this point, obviously. Mm -hmm. Thursday, December 30th, it's Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, The two Carolinas get together, north and south. That's an interesting matchup. That's at 430, uh, or I'm sorry, 1130. Can't even read my own writing. 1130 uh, in Charlotte. So you know there's got to be a big crowd for this. If there is not a big crowd for this game, I don't even know what to say. Seriously. (laughs) Unless they're disgusted by the condiment that sponsors this bowl, like I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, now why would you be disgusted with Duke's mayo? <laughs> why would I be dis? It's it's not Duke's mayo. It's just mayo in general. Just mayo in general. <laughs> oh, okay. 
right. But anyways, as far as the game goes, you know, it's like you said, Battle of North versus South in Carolina. Um, I, I guess by default, since I'm a northerner, I should take the north, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> But no, I, I think I think the cur- the curiosity here is whether or not Sam Howell plays in this game. Um, I don't. I mean, nothing, nothing's come out saying he's will or will not uh, play in the game. But you know, he, he might be looking at his draft stock here and thinking, you know, maybe I mean, maybe it's not worth it. But who whoever whoever it is, the that quarterbacks from North Carolina obviously going to have a good a ton of options. Obviously, we've seen. Josh Downs have a big season with them tonight or this season, oh, you know, almost a hundred catches for over 1200 yards. He's been a big, big uh, force for the, the Tar Heels this season, obviously South Carolina's head coach, Shane Beamer got him into a bowl in year one, but I'm just going to assume if, if Howell plays, I'm, I'm taking, I'm definitely taking the Tar Heels in this one. I'll be right there with you on that selection on uh, also on Thursday, December 30th. It is the peach bowl with uh, number 10, Michigan state versus number 12, Pittsburgh. That's a seven o'clock game in Atlanta. That should be a fun ride. I, um, now you talk about being confused about which way to go. I, I have no idea here. The thing, the thing you need to know is that Michigan State's one of the worst pass defenses in the entire country, and you're going up against a quarterback who's done for over 4,300 yards this season. So, um, yeah, but you like, see on the other side, we know Kenneth Walker, um, former Wake Forest you know, player, um, one of the top rushers in the country, over 1,600 yards, rushing and 18 touchdowns. Um, so he could get a he could uh you know have a big game as well the line currently sits at pit minus three and a half so i think i think i might take pit in this one just because i don't i don't see michigan state stopping um this this uh pit pass offense kenny pickett has a good game i I, i'm right there with you but i think this might be a little more evenly matched than um is apparent yeah <clears throat> so just for context, Michigan State is dead last in the country. They give up an average of 337 yards per game on the ground Ouch. or in the air, excuse me, in the air. Yeah. Uh, Friday, December 31st, it's Wake Forest and Texas A&M Wake Forest and Texas A&M. going to say that one more time. Wake Forest and Texas A&M. It's a Gator Bowl. It starts at 11 o'clock in the morning because ESPN says so. It's mm-hmm. uh, in Jacksonville. And this should be an interesting game. Wake Forest is actually uh, favored to win in this matchup. Yeah, you know, um, it, this is an interesting matchup. You know, obviously we see Wake have 10, 10 wins this season. Texas A&M 8-4, a little bit disappointing the way they closed. They obviously had the big one over Alabama this year. Um, this is a, it's a tough, tough one to figure out right now. Obviously Sam Hartman, you know, big year there. Texas A&M doesn't really have a good quarterback, good quarterback. They just relying on the run game and defense. Um, so I guess, I guess I, I might, I might lean towards A&M in this one. I just feel like they might be a, a, a more physical team and a better defense. And this feels like we've seen Hartman struggle against better defenses this year. One thing I will say about Jimbo Fisher, he has uh, a, an uncanny knack of, and this is because he's a professional coach, um, of figuring out weaknesses of teams and exploiting that weakness and coming up with wins. 
He's proven that numerous times, um, whether it, it be at Texas A&M or Florida State. Uh, so this is a, a challenge game. He is going to go after Wake Forest because he doesn't want to lose to an ACC team. It's just it's that simple. And uh, he he you know he'll pull out anything and everything he can, kitchen sink, and throw at Wake Forest. So uh, Dave Claus and company better be ready for that. Next up on the same day. It's the Sun Bowl in El Paso. It starts at noon. It's on CBS, Washington State versus Miami. So, yeah, this is an interesting bowl. Obviously, we know the big news of the day uh, out of Miami. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal is leaving is leaving Oregon to come to Miami. Um, huge, uh, huge news there. Um, but it really doesn't make, a, make an effect on this game, but I, th- I think what really stands out here, you know, Washington State, they had a big, se- they really rebounded after their coach, Nick Rolovich, was fired due to COVID-19 uh, vaccination mandates. They really rebounded and had a shot to win their division, the Pac-12. Um, didn't end up doing it, but it had a nice season. But I, th- I think I think Miami wins here. I just think they had just have more firepower, and I just don't see Wazoo stopping them. Then on Saturday, January 1st, that's our, our um, final game, at least from the standpoint of the ACC plus one that we look at. Uh, it's number five, Notre Dame, taking on number nine, Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. That's at one o'clock on ESPN. They're out of Glendale, Arizona. Um, this, um, I, I can't, I cannot see Oklahoma State beating Notre Dame. Yeah, they're they're de- they have a good defense. Oklahoma State mm-hmm. does, but their quarterback situation is not the best. And Spencer Sanders looked looked pretty rough in that Big Twelve championship game against Baylor. Um, somehow still pulled it out, but uh, this is a, a Notre, this is a good Notre Dame defense led by Marcus Freeman. Obviously, he's getting his first opportunity to coach the Irish now that he is the coach full time. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. I just don't think uh, – I just think Notre Dame's defense is going to be too much for Oklahoma State. All right. Let's take a look at uh, really quickly here um, ACC men's basketball because <laughs> there is not much to talk about. Uh, former number one Duke has fallen to number three. We finished talking. Mm-hmm. There's only one team in the top 25 from the ACC – in men's basketball, uh, North Carolina received some votes. They're at 29. And we have to go over to the USA Today coaches poll in order to find anybody else. Wake Forest uh, got some votes there, too. So three teams, only one in the top 25. What's going on? What's going uh, on? Well, I, I, I talked to, we were talking about. <laughs> something like this the other day uh in our thread night and yeah i don't think the the ceiling is as high this year for the acc i think there's just a lot of flawed teams but i also think at the same time the floor is higher than uh than originally expected i mean we we thought boston college and wake would just be struggling to win you know more than a few games during conference play this year along with Pitt, obviously but we had now, Boston College handled Notre Dame by 16 on Friday night um, in a game that wasn't really all that close. 
And we saw Wake with a really impressive win Saturday going into Blacksburg and beating the Hokies by 19. Um, it's, you know, it's, those are, you know, say the, the two of the bottom feeders of, of the league and the, you know, projected in the preseason who went out and got big wins against teams that were you probably, you know, Notre Dame might've been on the bubble. I think a lot of people thought Virginia tech would be in definitely um, Pitt, obviously still, you know, at the bottom of the league, they're two and six on the year. Um, but nearly beat Virginia without Femio Dekale on Friday night, uh, Virginia needed a uh, put back with less than a second left to beat Pitt. I mean, Virginia is just going to be up and down uh, on offense right now. They just don't have everything clicking. Um, it's, you know, it, and even when we saw this over the weekend, I mean, um, you know, Louisville struggled with NC State, who is down this year. You know, Syracuse upset Florida State. That was a big one. Um, you know, Florida State was my pick to win the league this year, but they've taken some questionable L's lately. Obviously, this one at home to Syrac at home to Syracuse is a big surprise. Um, you know, Syracuse is I don't think is that great of a team, but they just went and, and took care of business uh, on the road, which is impressive for them. So yeah, it's 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 outcomes like this, like we saw in this first weekend of a conference play, that just makes you think that you know it's it's going to be a, a little bit of a rough year for the ACC. I don't think we're going to get a ton of teams into the NCAA tournament, but it's still going to be fun because it, you really every team is in a game. Um, there, I don't expect to be a ton of blowouts this season. Yeah, a lot a lot more parity. In, uh, in men's basketball this season. Uh, we'll know more about how the women are doing uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday every week is when the AP Top 25 comes out for women. Um, so we'll take a look at what's going on there and share that information with you at accnation.net. Uh, going back to the bougiest NCAA football fans, here's what we got. Uh, Nebraska, number one. Minnesota, second. You can vouch for that. Uh, yeah. Number three, Wisconsin. Number four, LSU. I can vouch for that. Number five, Virginia Tech. Number six, USC. Number seven, Kansas. Eight, North Carolina State. Nine, Alabama. Tenth, Illinois. And, of course, 11th, as we mentioned, is Duke. So you were saying that number three ought to be number one. I agree. Uh, Nebraska, it does not count when you're drinking um, radiator coolant. Uh, <laughs> and a freeze or whatever you know so mm -hmm. sorry <laughs> uh, you need to you need to switch up your your drink of choice there mm. all right um i think from the standpoint of 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 football we are um we're getting close to being wrapped up for the season so we're going to swing into uh to more basketball and we're also going to swing into a lot more um of other sports as they start up. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up here in the next couple of weeks. There's a little bit of a break holiday-wise before things get too far out of hand. Uh, one of the things that we typically do, Will, um, and I've been thinking about this, I haven't I haven't talked to him yet. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball back. Uh, they're doing their previews of um, – of uh, baseball, college baseball, looking at fall ball. And right now they're going through the ACC. So if you want to really keep up with baseball, college baseball in particular, D1 baseball, 
Um, com is a place you want to check out. Make sure you subscribe to those folks and we'll see if we can get Aaron Fit back to uh, talk about how the ACC looks for the coming year because of some uh, very promising teams and uh, rosters that are sitting there. And it looks like another run to uh, Omaha for the conference if, if things go as um, it appears they will. So are you uh, ready for the holidays? Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, I haven't finished all my shopping yet, obviously, but we're, you know, we still have what, 19 days from moment of recording. And, you know, I've, I'm, we, I know what I'm going to get most people. I just haven't done it yet. That's, that's where I'm at. 